transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. Go. Zoom always lets you know. They do, they never let you forget that they Consent have access first. to these audio files. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to want access to this. No one cares. Yeah, that, that's what I always think every time I record. I'm like, you know, nobody's looking at nobody's looking at these like ripe for the picking. Like, <laughs> yeah, who on Zoom is like just going through audio files left there's, and right? There's some juicy shit in some of these. But you really have to sift through a lot of mud. Well, I, I listened to um, I listened to the horror movie review that you did with David, a gentleman oh, yeah, named man. David. Yeah, man. I thought Fitz. I, I, was that Fitz? Yeah, that's mute Fitz, dude. I was thinking in the shower earlier today because it did not sound like Fitz, and at no point did you refer to him as Fitz, and so I thought that like. Because his voice has changed so yeah. much that I was like, oh, this must be some fat old white guy that Jared <laughs> met working at a cafe. But it would be so cool if he got Fitz on the fucking podcast. And I'm so happy that that actually is Fitz. Fitz, if you're yeah. listening to this, I love you, bud. Oh, yeah. man, that's such... I hope that's reoccurring. I hope you guys keep doing that. Yeah, dude, 100. It's, uh, it, it's been really, like, it's been really great. Um, me and him, actually, I think we're now, like five episodes deep into like into a podcast that we're gonna we're doing and it's just all horror movies you know we talk about like yeah sometimes you get off on tangents like always but for the most part we just like pick a horror movie watch it every week and talk talk shit about it on sunday that's so fucking good i think um i think another piece of good content would be like his life for the last five years 10 years i know a lot of us really want to know i don't want to pry or make him talk about shit he doesn't want to talk about especially if he doesn't want to talk about it but like i miss the fuck out of that guy dude i want to know how he's doing i want to know how he how he's been absolutely man and that's actually you know like i i feel like at the at least this may give uh give him an avenue to like get more out there because that that's the thing man like you know when like when we were younger like fitz was like like the dude was all energy and like all the ringleader of energy he was man and it was like it was it was like i don't know it's just it's been great so great catching up with them and just like you know spending even if it's just over fucking zoom it feels so great like spending you know some sort of time Mm -hmm. with him because he's he's still like it's just like immediately like the first time we started connecting it's just like right back with that same energy you know the dude's (laughs) The, yeah the dude's just like an he's a perpetual motion machine you know honestly he really is um the um the other aspect of this is is how come you don't post video on the youtube how come i just have to listen to it why can't i watch it <laughs> that's a that's a good question uh how do i how do i make it say it without i listen to that i'm nick lazy and dusty episode <laughs> <laughs> i listened to that nick and dusty episode and i was just like i know their faces i know what they look like i know what they sound like so i'm picturing them yeah. but like god damn i want to see hot Othell. 
like that's, just in his fucking epic man cave full of all those synths and shit that's fair man i really got to get on that like it's i have like the means to do it it's sure, just, but time. It's, it's just it it's just time and like i finally have like right now i have like you know like a like my audio recording gear set up but yeah sounds now, great now it is time to like just start i've been thinking to sort of like do a little bit i don't really want to focus on video content you know what i mean like it's just sure. never been my game but I, it would be nice to like at least do like you know snippets of like video content because For every sure. time dude like this like i get i get a video file from this so oh. it's literally like it yeah it's just it's literally just like i'm a one-man fucking fucking thing over here like i i don't know like i i know i get it fitting it in between everything is so tiresome sometimes and i don't mean that in a negative way it's just sort of no. like you know i get fucking beat sometimes man i understand i'm that way with creativity period because my life yeah. is just like so much right now that there's no point in even trying to sit down and put forth effort into doing something creative just because i'm gonna get torn away from it in 20 fucking minutes yeah it's hard and it's, it honestly is like it's a weird cycle because it just like it constantly deflates your like creative energy you know like you're like you get you get like you fill up your little creative balloon and then you're like all right i'm gonna sit down and like work on this and then like you said like 20 minutes later then you're like all right life's calling i have to fucking go deal with some shit like you know yep. and yeah and, you know enough of that and you're just sort of like all right i'm gonna just like wait till i have five weeks of my own time which is ideal but never seems to happen never <laughs> fucking never absolutely never fucking, fucking never no nope. no it's uh it's one hole to the next hole like when we were kids we had all this time and i don't think it's what is it youth is wasted on the young right like you you don't have you have a fucking you, you longboard all day you eat mushrooms and you go longboard for six hours that's your fucking day yeah but like when you're an adult if you even have the time like i don't have the time to eat mushrooms God, I would dude. love to, but I can't just piss away six hours. Like maybe on a Saturday morning at That's four a.m. I mean. You look at it as like a commitment. You're like, oh man, like I, you know, I need to think about like the next day also. <laughs> yep, yep. What <laughs> mental state am I gonna be in? <laughs> you know, like all this stupid and, shit. Yeah, I mean that's why. Uh, the the name all gas no brakes make it just it applies. It, dude, it's so Andrew many got great that ways. name ripped from him. I saw that. That's such a devastating thing. I know. But I'm so happy it wasn't Tim and Eric. That, that's that all was a, youth energy, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, and he has a new channel out too, uh, Channel Five News. So if you if you want to keep watching his content, Channel Five News. Andrew, uh, I don't know his last name, but shit, dude, fucking yeah, that shit's amazing. Like legitimately, like that that cat is. Uh, it's been wild, like kind of just like following his sort of story. Although, like you know, if you follow him on like things like um like social media or whatever like mm -hmm. he'll post the most like the bizarre like series of stuff so you'll see like <laughs> you'll see like him at like you know like a press badge at like a conference and then you'll like you, then he'll jump to like the you know the next thing on his like instagram story or something will be like him and a homie with like a bottle like a fucking whipped cream charger and like a bunch of fucking whippets sliding yeah. around yeah. <laughs> and then the yeah. next thing is like him at some sort of like cd club in new orleans or something like that like that's the fucking crazy thing about that dude like yep. he is he can blend he just goes he fits in everywhere he goes well, it's his like genuine his, yeah like he has this demeanor that's literally just interested i'm interested in who you are and i'm not being judgmental so give me everything like 
give it yeah. all. And then he just turns that into content so fucking quickly. So, so well. So well. Uh, yeah, extremely yeah. well. Yeah. Yep. Like uh, con- I don't think, uh, I don't know if anybody said this on the cast, but congrats on uh, you and Dean. Oh, yeah. Thanks, man. That's, that's still like, it's such a wild, like wild thing to think about. Like nothing is, it's like weird because uh, nothing has really changed. It won't. But yet. we, like, every now and then, like one of our, like, you know, folks will ask us like, so are you guys plan? Like, what are you guys planning? <laughs> when, when's the date? When, give me a date. Come on. And, and all I ever have to tell people is, uh, we're basically, <laughs> we're not going to get married until I'm done with school so I can get the most school money I need. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. all financially motivated. <laughs> yeah. It's 2021, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> playing that system. You know, but, but I mean, it'll be cool. Although, I don't know if I told you this, we are actually planning a Halloween wedding. Hey! So, yeah, I'm gonna like yeah. force everybody to dress up for the occasion and you know do the oh, whole thing. I think that's such really a good fun. idea. I think it'd just be really fun, and that way it'd be like a really fun, just like time for everybody, you know. That's such a good. My next Halloween costume idea is Sergeant Hatred from the Venture Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that character so much. That'd be so uh, sick. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe I'll do something special for. I mean, not this year, next year, or I yeah, mean, it, when you're done with it'll, school, it'll probably be next year. Yeah. Uh, which is also cool because honestly, in my head, there there's really no rush on it, and at the same time, it's like that that gives us more than enough time to like set aside whatever we need for whatever. And like really plan it out because I'd rather like plan it out and make it a good night, not just for us, mm-hmm. but for like the people we want to involve in it. Yeah, and, fucking party. You know, exactly. It, exactly. Yeah, we'll get, I just you went know to... we'll get married and shit, and then we'll fucking party. Fucking <laughs> party. I went to um, my sister just got married, and oh, wow. um, I know it's crazy. She uh, met a girl online in Australia or New Zealand. I did not say Australia. Jesus Christ. Oh. New Zealand for sure. And um, they struck up a conversation and ended up falling in love in that like three years ago, four years ago. That's wild. That's and, awesome. Yeah, she's been to the States like two or three times. And this is, they're doing a 90 day fiance visa, which is a real fucking thing, I guess. I've I never, didn't know that. Well, howdy. So they had 30 days or 90 days to get married and uh, they chose to do it in the middle of Pride Month, which is awesome. Yeah. And we had the reception at our house, my parents' house, and uh, it was a fucking rager. Karaoke machine, little dance floor, we had a pool. Uh, I mean, well, they have a pool here, but like, pool party was going, everybody was drinking, I was firing up splits left and right. It was a fucking party. Hell yeah, man. That's exactly it. That's like, I just want like a good fucking night, you know? Like Mm -hmm. a classic, like, like good party night where everybody's just, you know, the music's loud, the the fucking pool's open and everybody's having a good time. Yeah. Classic estate night. Did. That's what I, the only thing the estate ever was missing was some sort of like water that like, you know, I know. I mean, even a sprinkler would have been nice, but I don't even know if they (laughs) had that. That that law died like a motherfucker in the summer. Every year, every year. It'd be dead now, man. We we reach, uh, what? 98. 99 today i you guys are sitting in the 90s too i think yeah yeah we hit we hit like in the 90s yesterday but this weekend they're this weekend they're forecasting like 100 over here 108 for us jeez yeah that shit's wild man it's like all of a sudden just like 
the, the sun's swinging at us, man. That's just fucking- Yeah, people were talking about, oh yeah, it's been the last few years. And I'm like, bruh, I was not sweating my <laughs> dick off before <laughs> July I mean. last year. It's not even July. August is the death month. I don't understand what yeah. we're doing. We're fucking with shit in June, but here we are, man. That's what I mean. It's like, it's. I feel like it's just- Summer started way two days fast. ago. <laughs> it is hitting way too- Yeah, summer came out swinging. Dude, it's fucking crazy. Summer yeah. came out Conor McGregor this year. <laughs> so, speaking of New Zealand uh, earlier, have you have you uh, heard from Jesse at all? As a, like, I mean, bits and pieces. Up, have, have kept up with them? Crushing. Oh yeah, we, I mean, we talk. We definitely. I've talked on the phone with him a few times. Um, his mom is able to come back home soon, if not already. I can't remember when that last update was. His mom's been stuck there since the beginning of COVID last year. Yeah. Um, she just went to go visit him and she's been there ever since. But he's got his band. Um, Skull Patrol. The Skull Patrol. Thank you for reminding me of that. I couldn't remember. Um, they are a female fronted, like, thrash punk band. And he's just living it the fuck up, man. He's Dude. living everybody else in our band's dream. I'm so, like, it just, if I've, like, in a good way, like, I'm really happy he's the nicest. That, he's, that he's having a fucking great time. But I always look at, like, I see, like, posts from him and stuff like that that are, like, you know, like shows, and then it'll be, like, you know, a clip from, like, a set or something. And I'm just like, God damn, dude. Like, room full of packed people. I mean, a, a room packed full of people. It looks so it, appealing. His mom's in the audience, <laughs> circle pits. Nobody's wearing a mask. Everybody's moshing and having a fun time. Like, dude. not only does it look appealing, it looks like nostalgic and heartbreaking. Absolutely, it's, man. It's so, like, um, Apple Blossom here, we have a spring festival, for those of you who don't know, called Apple Blossom. The Apple and they, Blossom. they let it return this year and they just did it last week or two weeks ago now and um my girlfriend and i went to the food court like every fucking night just oh yeah to be in a crowd of people again yeah and they had they had live music i mean it was old white people music but i mean it was live music it was a live band so it was something to do but what was, what was that one band like the it was like the 40 dude. pounds of porn no no it was like the <laughs> 40 pounds of porn holy fuck no, it was Michael like, Carlos, man. Michael Carlos. Yeah, I was like, I was like, what did Michael Carlos play? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, like, I guess no, I don't know the guy like that well anymore or whatever. But like, dude, I, that, I, that dude was just like always like, if there was an open bill, that dude was on it for some fucking reason. I remember he played, he played a show, he did a set like with us at Wally's once like yeah, before, yeah. I can't remember it was, I think it was probably before but I was just like I was so fucking surprised by that I was like why are you here like why like, I don't, you do like okay how cool how cool of a motherfucker are you to be gigging all the time you don't you don't I mean every other week in the summer or every weekend in the summer probably every other week in the winter at bars but yeah. definitely every week outside somewhere in a small ass rural fucking town with nobody if I'm if I'm trying to do something with music, like a shallow piece of shit to make money, yeah. I'm going to do that in a big city. But here we had the musical stylings of Michael Carlos literally just doing it to get pussy. And he yeah, that, did. That, that's what I was, saying. I was just about to say. I was like, that dude did it for fucking pussy. And you know it. All like, the he, way. He All the was way. banging. He was banging the moms that were jamming uh, fucking oh, yeah. Chuck Mangione. And their daughters, too, man. <laughs> and their daughters, just to make the moms jealous. I promise. That guy's so fucking weird. Dude, he I haven't was, heard shit from him since I moved back to town. Yeah, I got. Yeah, like I, like I said, I, I, I'm glad I only knew him like 
on a very casual level back in oh, the day. And like, I so like, superficial. Yeah. To like interact with the individual, but, and like, you know, not like, I don't know. I'm not trying to like talk shit about him, but I was just like, I just, you know, he was just like, it was just so funny to me. Like, how though how often you would just see his his name on a fucking bill and you'd just be like and you would just immediately kill a buzz of like the whole like the whole bill like you're just like all right and oh and michael carlos band playing and it's like it's like the michael carlos band which is just michael carlos most of the time (laughs) yeah it's literally it'd be like mothra syria starving eyes michael carlos <laughs> or it'd be fucking forgotten manners jay schmetterell capitan michael carlos he was he was at all the wrongs 427 yeah. michael carlos i guarantee you at some point that dude played at the volcano club <laughs> Ooh, to so many horny mexican people oh man didn't we play the volcano room yeah dude like a couple like, of times man we played the downstairs and the upstairs too yeah the waldos the technicolor waldos did that was like yeah. that was that that was like there was like a film i think some i think it was probably jim vines he, I think yeah he was it was troy's dad that was at the community center well no no he filmed he he filmed the night of us the the waldos at oh that club i don't know whatever happened to that footage i've only seen it maybe like once but oh, yeah maybe. because because i distinctly remember like at one point if it like it was at least it was like you and maybe Jasper like sitting on me at one oh, 100%. point during a set. But it was yeah, that, it was, it was that Daredevil. Set. Yeah, it was yeah. the end of Daredevil. We we're upstairs in the ballroom. Um, yeah. You lay down on the ground because you were fucking huffing and puffing. And Jasper and I are doing the dueling guitar leads that yeah. outro of the song. And so I sit on your junk, like missionary style, and I have my guitar up in the air, and then Jasper comes and sits on your face and has his guitar up. And literally, we've got like 100 people around us in a tight circle, and they're all watching us do... We did a lot of fun shit. Like, <laughs> they were all we, fun, yeah. We did a lot. Dude. We had a group hug one time uh, yeah. at the press room theater. That was fun. Well, the world um, is like, we all got really animated on stage. That was you know the what point. I mean? Like that yeah. was that was one of the main points. That was one of the reasons why, like you know, we joked about having the gimmick, but it was like also really f- a fucking fun visual. Just seeing us all in like solid like five you know, dickheads, all five dickheads, all in solid colors, looking like they're fucking outcast from a Power Rangers audition. <laughs> like, uh, like, not even like. I mean, you would be purple, or uh, I mean, I would be yellow, but my my shirt would be a different yellow than my pants, which would yeah. be a different yellow than my shoes. Like it was just, it was painful to look at too. There was, was so bad. much dissonance going there is on. Like, there, is, there is coordination in the idea, but then none oh, in, the, in the execution. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if you ever listened to bands like The Locust. Like, there are noise bands that uh, we personify in the way that we looked during that time (laughs) without ever being as bad as any of those shitty bands. Hell yeah, man. That... And okay, and back back with the Waldos, it's like you were the yellow Waldo, I wasn't the red Waldo. Red, Jasper was blue. Jasper's blue. Rex was purple. I want to say purple. And Caleb because was, Caleb, Caleb was, was green. green. And, and when, when Troy, he was white. Yeah, when Hollywood Vines came back, he was the white Waldo, <laughs> the great white Waldo. <laughs> the great white Waldo. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm fucking. Uh, that yeah. That baby boy that fucking shit dude i was just I, I was actually just recently talking to mcgrady and uh like we both were talking about we were talking about drumming and 
because he's wanting to get into it and he asked uh-huh. he asked me like <laughs> any advice on drumming and i was just like immediately in my head i was like you just asked the wrong person <laughs> You have a few other friends that play drums, my guy. Yeah. And then we, but then we just got on, we got on the subject of Troy for a second, and just how like incredible of a fucking drummer that dude was. Like, I don't know if he's, kept, I, I really don't know if he's kept up on, on he has playing kids enough. now, and exactly and the whole Mantar thing. Dude's, I don't, a fucking, I don't dude's, know. dude's had a hell of a hell of a ride so far. Yeah, yeah, he really has. And uh, you know, he's mom, uh, brother. I'm really, Jeez. you know, I'm glad that he's got his, you know, he's got a a family for himself that you can kind of like turn to so yep have a support system yeah pour it pour some pour it in pour all of his love into i guess you know because that dude's got a huge heart but uh anyway he's just like a fucking phenomenal drummer and i really hope he's a metronome on it and like yeah did you i mean like he got a hundred percent on his drum final yeah, which was when like, he went to college. Which was, was only the, like he was one of like a hand, like a few people to have yeah. ever done that. Apparently, like the video shit, should still be on YouTube. Actually, it, it used to be on YouTube. Yeah, that shit's yeah, just impeccable. But he like I don't know throughout like various projects was just like the backbone of certain things. Like he was the original drummer for Jay Schmatterell, Capitan. He was the in DFR. He, no, Josh Deal was in DFR, right? Uh, for a while, no, Troy replaced him. That's right. That's that's how the connections eventually happened. It was all through. That Troy. what it was. Like, because yeah. Troy started Troy started playing with the Dix brothers and Rex, and yeah, yeah, good memory, man. Um, it's been a while, but yeah. I, I just remember Calvin and Troy a hundred percent playing together for at least a little oh, bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, because Calvin, like Calvin, really started popping off with like certain. I mean, he was he was really really versed in like I, I hesitate to say cla- classic rock kind of guitar, but like, oh, yeah, that, that, I don't know what I don't know what. Yeah, yeah. And so he started. I mean, not first, but he started getting pretty proficient at that and like really like popping off there. And like that's why him and Troy I think jammed so well together at at times. But they both understood music. Yeah, but then like. You know, he was the Troy was also the off and on drummer for our project, the Technicolored Waldos. Fuck yeah! Uh, which was always a tr- like. I mean, I just remember that it was like kind of like no offense to Rex. Rex is like a uh, talented. Rex is like, a powerhouse. Rex, you can can pick up the bass, the drums, the fucking guitar. He can he he can pick up anything and just be like very good yeah. at everything. And he commands too. Like when he's playing an instrument, you're following him no matter what, because he yeah. knows nobody else is going to take lead. So here we go. <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> yeah. And on the drums, it's so intense because he just leads. Like whether the guitars hit the right note or not right notes, but like hit the right timings or hit the right cuts, he's playing what yeah. you guys practice, and yeah. you better get to it because he's not going <laughs> to stop doing. It. <laughs> He's a very good drummer. If uh, it, I guess in a way it forces you to like, uh, you know, keep up with them, and that that does sort of like, you know, yeah. I, I guess it does bring a nice drive. But Jasper and Rex taught me something during the Waldos. Before we segue into to what we're going into, but uh, I learned from that band, from Rex and Jasper specifically. Yeah. If you can do it once, you can do it every time afterwards. Perfect. And I've tried to keep that sentiment in my life. And so far, as long as I point those things towards like procrastination, I'm fucking perfect every time. Every time. Every fucking time. So yeah. good at it. Yeah, the Waldos was like, I mean, it was a like a high energy fucking band, man. 
Like we were really for how much like, weed we smoked and for yeah. how much like alcohol we drank. We were. Yeah. That was one of my more out of control bands I've been in for sure. Minus yeah. nobody in this band did cocaine. I've been in bands with people who only do cocaine and alcohol. Fair and that, and that's that a, turns into a fucking black hole. Yeah, that's a hell of a scene. <laughs> fun for a yeah. minute. For, yeah, it's it's it, it, it's fun until it starts. It just it just turns, it, man. It just it devolves. Like, it devolves real quick. Yeah. Like let's get another eight ball real quick, or else <laughs> I'm gonna get real upset. <laughs> I'm about to get real upset. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, dude. Uh, but I, I mean, yeah. Some of my favorite, like, some of my favorite show memories are definitely with or a couple are with the Waldos for sure, man. Like, I mean, my my worst is with, um, but slash favorite is with Simon for sure. Um, playing to empty rooms, like playing to yeah. no one. Yeah. But like the Waldos was the first time. Outside of Jay Schmatter and the Minuet, I feel like, because we could, combined could get a draw and had some pretty big shows. Mm -hmm. I remember the Community Center specifically being a really big draw. But yeah. there was a time where the Waldos, every show we played, there was a crowd. And yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say we did that, because we would play with awesome bands. We were playing with Mafra. Sure. We were playing with Forgotten Manners. We were playing with Poor Folks Live Well. We were playing with very good local bands. Yeah, but we actually held their attention. We had actually yeah. held at the people's attention, which was which was what was uh, really like like I think it was a huge drive for the band in general was because it was like damn dude people are like interested in watching us like fucking cow freak out. <laughs> you know yeah freak out man yep that's kind of it it was like yeah. it was there's mo there's motion from like the get go of our set you know. 100% we did not stop even before we'd ring out and then the second Rex did his thing I remember we were playing I, it's probably the show that fucking Jim Vines recorded because it's in the ballroom and I'm wearing moccasins and it's a tile floor yeah. and I've got I've got a telecaster and and I Rex or uh, Jasper and I are holding our instruments up in the air ringing out and then right as the first note of the first song hits, we both come down. I came down too hard. My feet slipped out from under me. My guitar and face hit the ground at the same time. And I just popped back up. Yep. Kept playing. Went back to rocking. But like... Can't miss it, man. Rex ain't stopping. <laughs> Rex ain't stopping. I better keep up. Shit, I'm late. <laughs> Shit, I'm late. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, it was. It was just, it was just like good. High energy. energy. Good, high, high fucking high energy. energy. But, yeah. you know, like, I, I, I mean... Did you do? Did, did you do it? I can't. I'm, my memory is hazy. You're good. Uh, any projects in between the Waldos and Simon, the leopard, well, the our the next the next band that you and I actually. So the no, because what happened? It wasn't just you and I. We split off at the tail end of the Waldos and started. We cut an album with Greg Shapovalov that we wrote in Troy's garage, which was yep. an amazing experience. And I. Well, that's why I wanted it. Yeah. Like, so thankful for that album still to this day diana yeah. and i my, my girlfriend and i went through it recently just because oh, yeah? i'm yeah yeah because she had heard i showed her simon the leper from me singing and i was like no you got to hear jared because i showed her a friend and she was really into a friend she liked the lyrics a lot because i just showed her listener and so i showed her listener I was like oh yeah no you should live you, i was in a project you know and then i showed her that shit she loved it so i was like oh you should listen to the first simon record yeah and um god I love, I love, I personally adore that. I'm thankful that that record came out and that we I were blessed with the opportunity to make it because that, I, now where I'm at, 15 years later, 12 years later, however old we were, um, I know that that's a really fortunate position to be in. 
that is man. not uh, uh, a normal thing or a common thing. It's very Absolutely. fortunate. No, I agree. It's I I have one copy of that album, and it's stuck on an old iPhone that I've been I've always used as an iPod. I oh, and, I have I have it. So if you ever lose it, I've got it for you. Yeah, I mean, I need to get it so I could actually put it on like my current iTunes, so I never lose it. But it, it is. It's a that whole uh, that whole album it. and that experience. It's not. It's actually something like I don't know the information for that. Uh, that Bandcamp and it's probably lost in time. I'm, it's either yeah. on Bandcamp or it's on Reverb Nation. I guarantee oh, you, it's, it's probably on Reverb. Uh, I bet, man, because it was during that time before Bandcamp was even really a thing. Yeah, dude, that weird stage in between Pure Volume and Bandcamp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Pure Volume. Oh my God, I discovered so many horrible Christian bands because of Pure Volume. Demon Hunter, fucking Exo, <laughs> like all these random Christian bands at the time, because it yeah. was that time frame in my life. Yeah, dude, I feel you, really. But yeah, I remember, I remember looking up like, just like the corniest fucking bands, like this death metal band Dath, and like, you know, Dath, yeah, 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 like shit like that, like, and then, and you know, and it became a breeding ground for like, real like scene, just. Uh, like cringe, yeah. cringe like cringe you know like just i have music, some just, cringe to send you just actually. music that does just just music that like i think i think a lot of i think a, a good portion of music like from that time period can still hold up but like there's like a there's a, there's some that's just like it, it like you can see where we've come like you can see where we've come from like or where we've come how we've come to like sort of trends of current music and I think screamo and emo and like that sort of scene music uh, has like kind of continued to have a place, but like some of it is just I so can, yeah. bad from back then that it's just like, ugh. like well, you know it's almost. I, mean? I consider it like um, like topical music, you know, like it's yeah. it's topical comedy. It's relevant for now. It's all Absolutely. about right now, man. But Absolutely. There's, there's a point where that topicalness or whatever transcends itself and then can be transportive or nostalgic in the future because it's like a voice of that thing. Yeah. But I, I think that earlier in my life, I definitely shit on stuff like that because I couldn't see the end result of that. Yeah. I could only see like, no nah, man, I'm underground. I'm not topical. I'm making something that's gonna last forever. It's like, yeah. like how, okay, I'm gonna say it. Lil Nas X. Huh? Country Roads is, or whatever, the Old Town Road, whatever the fuck that's, Old Country Road, whatever the hell that song is called, is a topical fucking song. Oh, yeah. That is going to be transcendent to the point where people are going to want to relive that point in like 10 years. Do you remember when that guy yeah. fucked Absolutely. up the CMAs and all that shit? But it's then the, he goes on to write <laughs> timeless music. Do you remember when that guy fucked up the CMAs? <laughs> the CMAs? Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, that young gay black kid, like, fuck you. Like, uh, that's dope as shit. But no, you're, you're, right, you're right, though. I think you're right, though. Like, it's like, you know, it it's i mean it's something we see all the time i i i de i love you know i live in nostalgia some, sometimes like i feel like i know, listen to like, bro yeah. i i i will throw down on some old school justin timberlake for there's, sure there's a reason why you know seals kissed kiss from a rose is so fucking it's equally funny that but man. you also do want to hear it you know you're like yep. fuck yeah dude. <laughs> okay, there's a band called uh and shout out to brian bailey for showing me this band they're an old hardcore british band called and not old that'd be an insult 
uh, or mid 2000s. Um, <laughs> they're called And You and I, or like Ampersand oh. You, Ampersand I. And they do a cover of Kiss from a Rose, like heavy. And it's really good because it's not That's... like they take the original song and just make it heavy as opposed to like making it like a black metal song or making it something entirely different. They stay true to the structure and the dynamics. They just yeah. go hard when they do it. It's I'll send it to you. It's that's, so fucking good. Please, please do that. That that's been like one song that I feel like I've always wanted yep. to cover just because oh, it's true. just, it's just so large, dude. The that's challenge. Song, that's, that song is just <laughs> epic. That is a nature. mountain. Yeah, I fucking love it. Yep. Uh, but yeah, dude, I, I like getting getting back to like Simon the Leper, man. Like we, uh, you mentioned earlier that we recorded that first album, or well, we we wrote that first album in Troy's garage. But yeah, the that, smallest that, room I've ever played. I music. was just gonna say that is being generous, <laughs> like the actual yeah. space yeah. that we had. Really? I think I stood in the garage. I think yeah, I was standing <laughs> in the doorway. <laughs> I remember the yeah, it was Troy's drum set was I mean it was a perfect drum room for practicing oh, the drums but the but drums, it, yeah. it was like it was basically like pushed against you know the right side wall for as like basically as far as it could go back for him. There was like an uh, a little station right in front that had like, like a, a shitty a shitty keyboard and like and my you know, amp yeah and then your amp was pointing inward from the out like it was like against the door frame pointing inward and yeah. you either so would sometimes like cram in and stand in front of it or have to stand outside of it and behind mm -hmm. it and like yeah. practice right outside the door yeah. can't even see my drummer yeah and then <laughs> god damn dude and then like on hot days or whatever when we could i remember oh. we'd, we'd open up the back like the back yeah. door, but there wasn't room to like do anything really so you just like mm -hmm. it would just be open this like open space it was so just more open. hot air coming yeah. in it was it Ugh. was like no joke and i still like i think this all the time like i've always worked with people like that are far above my caliber in terms of like musicianship and you oh, and, and Troy have both been examples of that. And like Ooh. the fact that we've been able, we were able to like produce an album uh, that I, you know, I think- And songs. Does, yeah, and songs that stand up. I think War is Mine. War is Mine is, I think, one of my favorites. Um, no Longer Welcome is definitely going to be a song I listen to forever, just for like, it's like writing a diary or a journal. You know, yeah. I have a journal that I can go back through and like read where I was at at that time. Yeah. And I, if you're going to call me egocentric or a megalomaniac for reading my journal, that's fine. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, like, God. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back and listen to my shit, especially when it includes other people that I'm around, like you yeah. and Troy, people that I'm extremely interested in and attached to because of this medium. Like, I'll, I will listen to No Longer Welcome for a long, long time. I like the guitar work. I like what, I like everything that Greg did on bass. Um, yeah. That cut we did with Dana was pretty decent. It was, yeah, it was cool. I feel like, I feel I like. I don't want to shit talk. No, I feel like it could have. It was rushed. Know, it was rushed. That was exactly what I was just, just thinking. I just, I feel like we just didn't like practice it out enough and like think it out nope. enough. But it, yeah. Uh, but you know, like that was the, that was part of why I, I thought it was fun to do was because it was like 
in the moment it was like i don't know i feel like we've we haven't worked with somebody that actually can sing like even working with greg at all like we had room to experiment and room to yeah. grow like he was always thinking about different mic placements or thinking about different guitars Greg i remember a hell of a fucking engineer and producer like he speaking to the quality of troy and to greg because greg is a master at his craft and it, it wastes no time in getting work done he his jaw dropped to the floor when troy went up to record because of how light he was hitting and if you know what a noise gate is, a noise gate is uh, an effect that you put on a track that stops excess noise at a certain decibel. And when you mic up a drum kit, you have to gate or put gates on all of these mics to stop bleed through from other instruments. And usually the number one thing you have to gate is the kick because the mic is so sensitive to the frequency range. And so he was freaking out that he didn't even have to put a gate on the on the kick drum. And he was afraid that nobody was gonna believe him. But if you are one of our friends and, and somehow have this record and listen to it, Troy doesn't have a gate on his fucking kick drum. It's insane, man. Like he he just like he not only is like a like a fucking human metronome that that man, but he like 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 you're saying, like he has like the most precise touch when it comes to like how he's hitting his symbols his kick his fucking snare like yep. not everything, a hit out of place. everything not a hit out of place time or like hardness he never hits anything too hard unless he no. needs to no. he always it's precise he's a Some, precise motherfucker something i clearly didn't learn as a drummer from troy <laughs> there's different there's different styles of drumming and, and different people have different powers emotion is something that troy can capture but i think in relativity he's more there for the backbone i think what you what you and rex are really good at is like going balls to the wall full force here's all my energy fuck you yeah. you know it's it's a different style of drumming it's punk rock versus classic rock Absolutely. I, Even I though agree. classic rock sucks, Troy's a prog rock drummer. He's like King Crimson's shit. Yeah, he's a prog rock. He's a prog rock. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Yeah. yeah, and then that that iteration, I mean, I I don't even know if you picked up drums. There was just a drum set where we were hanging out, and I had my amp and guitar in the closet or in the garage, and we just started jamming one night, I think is how it went down, because we were living in an Simon. apartment. Yeah, there was. Yeah, yeah. The next project after Simon. <laughs> yeah, when the first after the first Simon album, we basically, you know, we we relocated and re re met up it over. Before we did that though, we got James on bass. Remember, we played like two games. Oh my god, on bass. that's right. We yeah. used to practice in his living room, or at least we did a, a couple, a handful and, of times. And we used to practice at that warehouse, like a weird yep. crumbling warehouse space that like yep. Troy's dad work next to yep like we in an office that was literally trash yeah and yeah like that was actually really interesting because at that point fucking mclaughlin hadn't like he had just been doing nothing but his own stuff it was like really beautiful guitar uh you know singer he, for some reason, yeah he was for some reason interested in our bullshit which yeah which is so so shocking to me yeah, <laughs> I, was, I feel like it was like he was trying to help us out. Like, oh, you guys are so bad. Here's uh, let me let me help you out. I, not, I mean, not, I don't know. I, just, I mean, man, I don't know. Like, I think he genuinely didn't. We I started he, writing good songs. Like, think, we started writing really good yeah, songs. At I the think end of he that. was. I think he was interested in what we were doing. I think he was also just like, 
I don't know. I don't think he had ever participated in sort of like a band. And I think that was like a new experience for him as a musician. I think he was in a band with Zach Rogers, which is how that connection but came was to be. I think maybe not with Zach, but he was the lead singer of some punk band for like a show. Huh. I, I, it wasn't anything big or monumental, but yeah, I yeah. really do think that he was something for somebody. I, I really can't remember what it he is. But... Of, I mean, he probably did. Like that—that that was kind of his like his thing. Like he did. He was a front man. Still is. He did mostly his own work, and then he like he basically kind of like every now and then did set, like had this other project going. It seemed like. Yeah. Well, his uh, classic stuff. I remember the first time seeing him on stage. Like we had been hanging out, I'd met him for the first time at Cafe Mela. We we're yeah. drinking coffee. Zach introduced me to him, and then he's like, his name comes up for the open mic, and he like bursts out on stage and just starts screaming in an accent. Hello, my name is Klaus. Yeah, dude, he was Klaus. Like, loud as super fucking loud into the mic, and then he would just go straight into like born ruffians. Yeah, like dude, that. that was hey, his- hey, yeah. That shit. To, to this day, that like his cover of that song is just like in my head. You know what I mean? Like he fucked me on a Cap Power song, uh, which is funny because it's a cover of a cover. They do Moonshiner. I te- I hadn't texted this motherfucker in seven years, and I texted his ass. I was like, "What? Tell me the name of that Cap Power song you covered that one time." <laughs> and he was like, "It's Moonshiner. It's a cover of a. Uh, it's not Neil Young. Fuck. It's Bob Dylan. It's a Bob Dylan oh, okay. cover." Which totally fits for fucking Klaus because he yeah. loves Bob Dylan. Fair enough. And so um, he wrecked that song for me because I went back and listened to the Cat Power song and I was like, bro, this is not, this is not what James screamed at me that one night at all. <laughs> I want that. I want that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how I feel about Seal's Kiss from a Rose. Yo. Uh, yeah. Have you, I mean, like, God, dude, I, I, like I feel like I haven't interacted with James in so fucking long. Oh no, not for a while. Not uh, since I lived in Olympia. Yeah, I feel like um, I like he. You know, he's. I know he's like. I know he's working on some sort of new music project though, because I had no idea. I've just seen his recent social media posts that have been very um, Jesus and God centric. Yeah, he. I mean, he's doing his. He's definitely gone down a religious rabbit hole uh, uh, I, I think, get it bro that's know. so funny because it's the exact I mean people crave dynamics the grass is always greener right you spend your life on one side of the lawn which he did let's yeah. try the other side of the lawn which now he's doing fuck yeah. it everybody does it you know like uh, everybody's got their own fucking life I guess but what's what I guess but uh, but you know like I just I I'm interested to see I, I donated money to his music project because i wanted i want him to do it because it's like you know i think it's it's an it's a he's like it's i don't know so the way i understand it is he's trying to reinterpret uh christian poems and songs and stuff like that or something right i'm not too genuinely fond of that fucking idea in, in, in you know in general but it'll do something good yeah, I mean, like, just I, it's because I think I remember him as just being like, you know, having just such like talented musician, like just being such a talented musician and like having, you know, sort of been like self taught in his guitar and whatnot. It just seemed, you know, his like, guitar playing is still upsetting to this day. No matter yeah. how many, no matter how many years I've been playing flamenco guitar or flamenco style guitar, nylon string guitar, period. 
I can never get to the level that he was at when he was in his early to mid 20s. I don't, I well, don't, he's got an understanding of rhythm that I just don't have. Well, and I think, you know, he, he also, he brought like a certain sort of gruff sort of punkness to his, like some of his vocal work that he paired with that as well as. Yeah, this beautiful know, classic guitar. As, as well as these like lyrics that just like, I don't know. I think we're, I'll say mysterious and, are great. and, and very, very well written. And like, he just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I, I'm just interested to see where his musical talent lies now. I, sure. and like, I suppose less of the content. Does that right. make sense? Yeah, yeah. No, hundred percent. Like, it's like a I don't give a shit about the idea behind the album, but if the guitar work is good, like that, I'm, I'm glad to know that he still has his chops, you know? Right. Forgive my references for not being accurate, but it's like checking out newer Jack Kirby stuff just for the illustrations as opposed to looking at the old Jack Kirby stuff where it's you're you're looking at it because the story is good too. I have no idea what if what I just it's said okay. was good it's or okay. not. Jack Kirby's long dead, but the, the, the idea is there. The, yeah, like it, you know what I mean. It, and it you is. just want to see it's, how it's doing. Exactly, um, and you know, like I think that's. I just play with bands all the time. It's it's yeah. fortunate that you have a friend that you can be that way with. Yeah, it's like I will always listen to. I'm gonna say it. I will always listen to a corn record. I'm not gonna re-listen to every corn record, but because they were such a huge part of my childhood, I'll give it a listen. And I'll say that for other Christian bands that yeah. were a part of my childhood too. I I will listen to a new record by them. But no, um, I feel you, dude. I I uh, I you know for for whatever reason I originally got into them. I you know really dug uh cky back in the day and, sure and i just like i've been listening to infiltrate destroy and rebuild again lately and it's just like mm-hmm. it, it hits still for uh, you know and it's probably part nostalgia it's probably still i like the music you know it's like a combination of things but yeah like i'll still fucking listen to some of that shit i have a co-worker who constantly talks talks about corn like he's like he just he is i'm like, not that it, guy I'm i know, I know. Well, no 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 he's a, He's not like, you know, corn, like banging corn and like, you know, all the time. Yeah, yeah. He just like, he just talks about it in this like retrospective sort of way where it's like, you know, like when I was younger, I was really into corn and then he drops like random corn facts on me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like you should be like that. Too, bro. Yeah, like, like, but like, the, my, like I, I feel like there's just like a whole like period of music that I personally just missed out on. And I think that was because, like, when I was a kid in my youth, I was in such a fucking hole. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. And and so like the no, world like, around well, me was, was like you you know like new metal pops off, and I didn't listen to a drop of it until like <laughs> it was no longer cool. You know what oh, I it's mean? It's all garbage. It's and, all garbage. But but you experienced it a little bit while it was cool though. You know what yeah, I mean? And, like, that's sorta. My, it's yeah yeah. Well, you, but it's like I mean yeah no I did and so it's like so it's like it's interesting because there's there's for me particularly in music there's just like tons of uh, bands and musicians that like I have like you know familiarity with like in a in a way but it's like I just like even though I went through that era like I'm that age you know I just completely fucking missed it like (laughs) You know, I was I, talking. I was talking to Jasper the other day about how. How's uh, Jasper doing, man? Jasper's great. He, his parents are selling their house, but he lives on a house that's on the property, and the new owners are like, "Yeah, you can totally live there, no big deal." So like, 
Jasper's living good good right now. Natalie's got a job, uh, a good job, and Jasper is still looking. He just, he was working at our farm for a while, and then he quit because they thought that they had to move out because the house was going to sell. So uh, he was looking for a job, couldn't find anything, and then they found out that they could stay there with the same amount of rent. So I don't know if he's in a rush to get a job right now or not. He's just kind of gaining weight. Yeah, doing his thing. Well, g- uh, either way, give him, give him my best next time you see him. Oh, I will. Um, he and Emmett spent a lot of time together. Yeah. Goddamn. So, I was just talking to him the other day about how bands you lump in together because of the time period you experience them in, okay, not yeah, because yeah. of the genres that they are associated with. Yeah. And like, I brought up like Tool and Creed. Tool and Creed are the same band. And I know a lot of people. A lot, a lot of people are going to be upset with that. The controversial but statement, but so I I'm support really, it. I'm really serious about that shit. They are the same band because I was introduced to them in the same time period in my youth, and I really don't to this day see much of a difference. I get that, like, oh, the guitars are played different or like tool does a bunch of time signature changes and creed just does four four all the time like i don't give a shit about that the overall essence the feeling the vibes of both of those bands are all the way can you take me higher and nothing but (laughs) and jasper jasper shot back like Green Day and Metallica for him are the same band because they were introduced to him at the same time period. He thinks Green, Green Day, Day and Metallica. Yeah, Whoa. I think everybody could have. Yeah. I think everybody does have those bands. They just don't really think about it because you let your mind like encyclopedia everything to where it's supposed to go. You have a like a what is that? Uh, the Dewey Decimal System. Your yeah, brain's yeah, Dewey Decimal just, System just, shit. Just files it. <laughs> Right, but if you can organizes get, it, yeah. You can get through that, then like, yeah, dude, Metallica and Green Day for sure. I can see that. Oh man, that's, <laughs> that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, I just I don't know. Like, I I feel like I don't know. I can't remember if I've said it before to you or not, but I feel like I just experienced so much music in retrospect, and like, that's that sometimes it, the best way to do it because you have full context. You have the, but at the same time, but you miss out on certain things like, like, like you're just talking yep. about like that essence, which it's, it seems yep. silly, but at the same time, you it's do. like a really pivotal ex- part of the experience of experiencing uh, band and, uh, and music and like, uh, you know, uh, any sort of form of art, really. Like, it's like the, the energy behind it in a way. It's a fucking pay per view fight these days. Like, if you don't buy that pay per view movie, or, or fight or whatever the day it's going to happen and watch it what are you going to talk about with all the boys at work on Monday like yeah. you are paying to be relevant that, and that's yeah. what those collective experiences where waiting for your favorite band's new album to drop with you know a hundred million other people who are also waiting for it that's what you're paying for is that collective experience as opposed to going on YouTube and looking up you know the conor mcgregor floyd mayweather fight now where it doesn't it doesn't fucking matter like who cares everybody knows what happened before during and after so it does take away that like i'm relevant right now feeling but i don't think that it gives you any less oof it is less of a feeling it is 100 percent less of a feeling because there's a spark when you're in a community and they're all collect collectively like waiting for that shit it's a different feeling yeah but 
I still well, love Tears for Fears. I think they're a fucking great band. Oh yeah, for sure. I was just thinking about my two bands, by the way. And this is like this is like the most random. Like Good Charlotte and Blink One Eighty Two would be the two I'd, I'd put together. For for sure, I I don't even have to fight on that. Like yeah, I accept that wholly as as logic. I would consider that common knowledge. And that's purely uh, <laughs> purely. That's like literally. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's probably true. But no, I mean, it's not uh, common knowledge. I wish it was. No, there are people that will tell you that those are two completely different bands, and this is why. But like in reality, vibes and all, bro, that's the same shit. Yeah. Yeah, and that's it's a all, wave. yeah, and that's like you know, and thinking about it, it's mostly yeah, like experience lumps them, experience lumps them together, and then like the vibe of the band, just like you look, you think about it, and it's just sort of like it's one and the same. It feels like fucking uh, a. I mean, one of them's pop punk, the other one's punk pop. I mean, I, I don't <laughs> even know. Uh, I don't. I, when people call Blink One Eighty Two punk, like it hurts. It hurts on the they're inside. Not punk, man. I know, but people say that shit about Green Day too. They're punk rock. Like they were played on the radio. They're not punk rock, dude. Yeah, I, I feel like it's. I mean, it's the case with like any any groups that get commercially successful. I feel like once you get any sort of commercial success, you you lose that sort of uh, underground element, right? And so you're no longer like, like you're no longer a fucking punk like punk, like going against the system. You're a part of that system, right? Like you're no yeah. longer. I mean, in, I think in a way, you can infiltrate like, from within. Yeah. Well, and even then, nowadays, I think it's different because you don't need a record label to back you. Your fans directly yeah. back you through like PayPal or Venmo or fucking uh, Patreon or just buying your your record or whatever. Like, yeah. nobody does record sales anymore. They all do streams. And then on top of that, you're only making money off merch. And if you're your own entity, I own my merch and people are going to buy it because they want to be a part of my collective and so they're really you don't you don't need to yeah. sell out all you need to do is sell to your fans yeah and well that's that's the great, that's the great point uh that like i think you know uh, we've hit in terms of like the combination of like technology technology and uh creative individuals and whatever like, you know you it's there's an easier ex- access uh, than there ever has been before which simultaneously makes streams like worthless but also raises the value of that sort of uh the essence of you know of the project you know that that energy of the project and so that's why we're seeing this resurgence i think in like pers- personalities man like it's no longer just like like a great album's popping off we're seeing like this you know eccentric personality fronting that album you know? oh for sure and, and i i think and actually that, little nas x is a great example of that yeah like, so is takashi 69 takashi 69 yeah, yeah i don't ever know i swear to this day i think like i've caught maybe one track that that cat has ever put out and yeah i don't know, I, I don't know. like i've just like i would recommend I it it was just one of those things like i i like i feel like i i missed the initial vibe on him and then i was just sort sure. of like, you know you, like you have to fight through all the uh, bullshit it's like bullshit that gets put out there just to like get to the you know the music again so no, I, I'll, sure. I'll take i'll take that recommendation though I'll, i would uh, the, uh, this is a good reminder to just like give it a you know give shit a shot again yeah i mean uh and i can send you some stuff he has a a good song with Nicki minaj called fifi (laughs) f-i-f-i and uh it's these you have to like i guarantee you i bet i bet nadine's heard it 
Oh yeah, it's a po- it'll it probably is played at Trader Joe's, man. Like I guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, that's it's the perfect. Song. That's the level of approval I want yeah. on radio to get to eventually. You know? <laughs> can this be played at Trader, Trader Joe's? <laughs> no, but it can't at Trader Jose's, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, did you hear about all that shit that they had to do? They had to take off all the racist names from all their packaging. I, d- I did. I caught a little bit of that. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I like for what it's worth. I just I. Like not even getting into the race issue of it, I just always thought it was str- like strange that they had like sub labels. Like there's like the you know like Safeway has like Safeway Select or whatever, right? That's, that's yeah. like the one ubiquitous like Safeway label. Fuck yeah! But so that was like that was my main be- thing with it. I was just like, okay, so everything's just gonna be Trader Joe's now. <laughs> like, uh, like, yeah, I guess. I guess. Well, I mean, that was, like, they they wanted to be not wanted to, but they've been like personality. They're quirky. They're fun. Yeah. Like I can imagine the girl. I'm okay. I'm not. I'm not trying to be sexist or whatever. But like, I imagine the girl that came up that day to the board meeting. It was just like, oh my gosh, guys. The I have the best idea. What if we take all of our you know ethnic food and put them underneath a Trader Joe derivative name, and then it'll be cute and quirky. And management yeah. was like. Fuck yes, stamp of approval immediately. Yeah. No racism even thought of. I think I think it was mostly meant to pay like uh, oh a, nod, a nod to different the different cultures in, in yeah. a way. It it's not like you're getting Trader Yusuf's on like fucking swastika shaped pita bread or anything. You're, <laughs> it's not tongue in cheek shit. They're like they're, you're getting curry and it's from Trader Mings. Like okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like it's. I don't know. Like it's it's uh it's a strange it was a strange move to silence, I guess. It was, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it was like a yeah. weird thing to hone in on. I I guess in this day and age where like anybody can be upset about anything, uh it, it sort of makes sense that it happened, but I don't yeah. know. Like I mean, like I said, like I feel like it was just like I don't know. At the moment in time, Bill- what the fuck ever they should they they should just embrace just one label, I guess. I mean, sure, that's kind of uh, seems to be simpler. Oppressive, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess so. <laughs> forcing, every, forcing everything to be under one banner. <laughs> Interesting. Sounds like a communism to me. <laughs> Fucking Bill Hicks warned of this time where he couldn't even make a joke because people would get offended about everything and that comedians are going to die out because they'll have nothing to make fun of, which I don't think is true. I don't think he had to be controversial to be funny. Look at Ernest, all the Ernest movies. Not a single one of them are controversial, yet they're all perfect. <laughs> yeah, Ernest scared perfect. stupid. Fucking Ernest goes to camp. Ernest scared stupid. Ernest yeah. goes to jail. Ernest, I ain't, uh, like, I ain't gonna argue with you there, man. I love the, I love a good <laughs> Ernest movie. They're so pure. They're so. It's like watching Bob Ross or fucking uh, what's that asshole? Um, that that oh. dig, Mr. Rogers. Yeah. That one. <laughs> it's just pure. That's what I'm saying, man. I, I but you're right. I, I don't think I don't think comedy is gonna die. I think comedy evolved. I, 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 yeah, comedy has always like evolved with it because I mean, it's just it's it's always been cultural commentary, and there's always gonna be a need for that. You know what I mean? Well, like, it goes back to that topical though. Like you can watch legendary comedians like Eddie Murphy or um, Mitch Hedberg. Yeah. Like the these guys that are uh, 
Dave Chappelle even that just create topical stuff that is timeless like it, it doesn't even create that sense of nostalgia it creates a sense of like um, like when you read about Martin Luther King and doing marches or whatever like standing up for something or like bad Sam Kinison like these guys that are making extreme political statements but are doing them in such hilarious ways that are making those jokes last way longer yeah. than because they're doing the root of the problem and the root of the problem is always going to be there they're not making fun of the people that are subjects like they're, they're not making fun of the people on the outside of it they're making fun of the root core of it and i think that's the genius and that's yeah. the shit you have to steal is you can't make fun of the people on the outside you have to make fun of why it happens the systemic part of it yeah. and then it becomes timeless because it's systemic that shit will always be around you yeah. can't blame the president for that shit you have to blame everything well yeah i feel you there that's actually a really good point man i i yeah i i don't know and like i really that's actually one of the things i really want to start investing a little more time in coming into the future because like i feel like lately yeah probably like the last six months and so like i feel like i've i've started to like get more a little bit more invested in like comedy you know again like it's like i go through yeah, these phases with it where i get really hyper interested in it uh but like you know i really want to like i i really want to like go enjoy us i've never gone to see a comedy show me either you know man I mean? but fuck yeah. i've watched a lot of it online yeah but <laughs> i would really like to enjoy like 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 experience that in person because I, I feel like you know there's certain raw elements to like a set and this is what you hear from comedians doing like interviews and stuff sometimes it's like you know when things don't go or they go as planned and like they riff and stuff like that and it's like yeah. i feel like those are great moments and like it's it's really it seems like a really interesting amount of pressure to put on a single person standing on stage in front of however many a lot. you know what i mean right well i, th I think um, and all so they're watched... doing it all they're doing is talking you know, right. talking and then and and then well, I mean, I mean they're doing more than that. That, that, that I don't mean to debase like the the, the form right. or anything. You know what I mean? But it's a Jimmy man, Carr, it's a person and a mic. You know, <laughs> Jimmy Carr once said that um, there's something wrong with comedians. I don't think Jimmy Carr said this. I think he was quoting somebody else. He's like, there's something wrong with comedians because they're the only person in a room filled with people all seated one way, facing the other direction. And he also goes on to say that laughter is key because much like in nature, throughout evolution, when we have a discovery, a major discovery, that aha moment is very kindred to the ha ha moment that we experience when we laugh. It's almost neurologically similar. And so in my mind, I, I would approach comedy from a standpoint of relatability towards humanity as opposed to a topical subject but in that there are topical subjects that you can you know overtake or like intertwine with that shit yeah I, there are a lot of comedians that i have been studying um daniel sloss is one of them he has several um hbo specials or netflix specials he's attributed to and i do not remember the statistics but it is well into the over 100s where he is responsible for relationship breakups and divorces because of a bit <laughs> that he did in one of his comedy specials <laughs> a bit about love uh, it's like a 10 minute bit it's not on youtube you cannot find it and if you can send it to me because i can't fucking find it you have to watch it in his special and it is i made anyway yeah yeah it's it's a destructive bit that will make you laugh the whole time and at the end of it 
you're confronted by ex- existentialism and you're just <laughs> like fuck do I fuck like yeah you're just stuck and then you got to figure out what you're gonna do like that that kind of shit interests me I I really do enjoy just for fun like um I just had his name I just watched him this morning uh Mr. Bean Rowan Atkinson oh yeah Rowan yeah well yeah there's Rowan- there, I mean there's different levels to comedy right there's like- yeah you know, there's there's the superficial comedy. There's like you know, there's physical comedy. There's there's, you know, then and then there's shit like you're talking about where it's like it's it's it, you it gets you laughing through the entire, you know, joke. And then what really the concept happens, hits what, you? Yeah, what really <laughs> happens is like you find out the concept and you like all of a sudden see the root that he was you know, and you're just like, yeah. <laughs> fuck. And it makes you think, but that's like, that's. What's fucking brilliant is that people, I think, too often think that comedy is only there to make you laugh, and it's, it's not entertainment. There to make, yeah, and and, and people think of entertainment as such a vapid fucking thing these days. Yeah, it's like it, it's like I don't know. It's it's that people forget that this form and the, the, the thing that they just laughed at is is really like uh, something to take away, you know, or like, and I think the same can be translated to to music in a way too, where it's like. 100%. You know, like like a, a song with the most bare bones fucking production per, you know, mu- you know, maybe like the like the easy the easiest seeming guitar part can you know, have an impact and and it can have a different impact for you know than what you would expect and same thing with like a comp like a complicated like fucking prog rock song like you know what i mean like like things will get i don't know it's just like things i don't know it's just it's just an interesting dynamic to think that like people i really don't think appreciate the level that musicians and artists and comedians and people of creative natures put into the details of the work that they present you know it's and how effortlessly they seem to do it because it seems to just come so naturally that it must be born from who they are and then to try and achieve that type of status or try to achieve that type of existence just seems so far away at all times like they're so much cooler they're so much better there's no way that i will ever get into that state of mind or thought process it's so it's so difficult to defeat like interpersonal demons or self-doubt or like Mm. bullshit that will always weigh you down to get over those things because they're literally just normal people they're just as fucked up as you are it's just that everybody gets to see it yeah well and that's the that's the thing that's like i feel like a fairly common trait has to be that you know like good bad or other like you're like the like uh, you know person in in the position of captivating and you know entertaining in another person has to be just willing to expose like this oh, that okay. and the other thing and just w- and be willing to and be like not willing but but be indifferent at times to the reaction that people have to it does that make sense where it's like you have to be able oh, to walk up, walk up and drop something and just be like now you guys have to figure out how to take it or what to do with that. like yeah, I, like i don't I've even know my part like, <laughs> like okay, well okay so here's a here's a an on topic but off topic question who's better enya or r kelly <laughs> that's a i mean it's a debatable question i uh, think so. not, not in terms not in terms of like per, uh personality i'd say personality goes one way or another but <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, i mean 
I mean, I, it's it, Enya. I, so, I, I mean, you want to say Enya. Your immediate thought is like, but Enya never had a sex cult, right? That That's your immediate thought. But there's this stupid thing where people want you to separate the art from the artist. And in my mind, R. Kelly is fire when it comes to writing music, even though he can't sing, well, trapped in the closet, fucking hits. Well, I guess that's, as that's, dumb as that shit is. That's my that's my hangup. Is that is that like? Oh, he had I a mean, sex like, call. Well, it's it's not. No, it's not that. It's that, that's why I mean. Where it's like, you know, you have to separate personality in these in that kind of situation. Where it's like, I don't want to do that. Like, well, well, I don't. I don't. Well, well, that's well, that's what I'm saying. Is like you have to look at R. Kelly and you know say like he he has his like he's has his sex cult shit. But like, if you just like you know. If you just listen to Remix to Ignition. Well, I guess what I'm saying is if you, if you, you know, Part if two. you're like literally, if you're going there to analyze his music, you can't do that by analyzing the personality. Yeah, I don't think I'm a music analyzer. Well, well, that, that I mean, like, that, that's what I'm saying is like, I don't know. I guess I just don't, I think it's all right to, to, to try to separate the persona and the person from the work. You know what I mean? Right. I think it's safe to do within a logic standpoint where I'm not basing my opinion of that person. I'm judging the character of their music. Yeah. But if it comes to like, how do you feel about R. Kelly? I will have to say like, oh, his music or him as a person. Well, yeah. if it's music, but the, that's... But the, yeah, that's part of like, that's part of the... I I mean, in, in particular circumstances like this, I think that's part of the unfortunate... Uh, fall out of leg, like in terms of like the legacy of the music and and the person, where it's like now sure. forevermore, like because of the way culture seems to be shift, like some aspects of culture seem to be shifting, it, it's now forevermore. Instead of asking that simple question of why, like you know, do you like R. Kelly? It's like, do you like R. Kelly's music, or do you or like <laughs> you know, do you, do you like or do you like R. Kelly? Like you have to like separate those things, or you have to take the time to separate those things. <laughs> Right. You know, Who has that time? We don't even have time to create and that's kind of videos like, for this podcast. We don't we don't got time for that <laughs> shit. <laughs> All right, god damn it. You know what? I'm gonna make a fucking video out of some of this podcast. We don't got time. No, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it just <laughs> just because of this. It'll probably it'll probably not happen for another like twenty podcasts afterwards. Six months. But uh, I no. swear to God, there will be a clip from this podcast, and it might be this one. <laughs> what were we talking about before all this bullet? We were on Simon the Leper, and then we, we got sidetracked music, yeah. so hard. Let's talk about me. oh, it's magic, you know. Who sings that song? Is that Ario? I, I want to say yes. Oh, oh, oh it's magic. I just, you know, I just, I have always been really unfortunately bad with fucking, with band, with like. Oh God, I'm, I'm Rain Man with that shit. I can look at a deck of cards and tell you every band that's in there. I swear to God, it's stupid. It's the only talent I have. <laughs> I think, I, I think uh, that the episode I did with Caleb, I think McGrady actually called you in like a music encyclopedia or something like that. So, Aww. At point. <laughs> he and a few other people have um, made it a thing where they send me bands to try and like, but he didn't know them. And then I'll send them back my favorite song by them. <laughs> like, yeah, I bet you I fucking do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I had a guy, uh, a friend, Josh, who's a, just a doll. He uh, was like, oh man, I got one you never heard of. 
jungle pussy and i was like yeah <laughs> i love her song trader joe's and he was like ah fuck. like he just ate his own dick right there it was fucking hilarious <laughs> and then i played him the music video because he had never seen it and the music video is fucking awesome oh yeah uh, yeah it's pretty funny i've shown it to you i know i have but i'll send jungle it again pussy. I mean, yeah, it's a good yeah. one. As soon as you said jungle pussy, it sounded familiar. So. <laughs> yeah. No, I, she's been a, a love of mine for a while. Uh, what do, have you been listening to any new music or spinning anything? I sent you that blood culture shit, and I'm on that stuff hard. Yeah, dude. I, I actually I was going to say, I, I picked that up. Um, it's really fucking good. Uh, Their other records are really good, too, just so you know. Yeah, I need to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Uh, Luno, they have a record that just dropped like three weeks ago, and it is fucking fire. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, I mean, I would, yeah, that's, I mean, you know me more better than just about anybody in the fucking world, but uh, you know that I get so holed up in music that it's like you, somebody has to like drag me out of my musical with like new shit. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Uh, Stuff that doesn't suck. <laughs> I'm familiar. <laughs> I have I have tastes. They're just I did not, a lot of music. They're, stuff. they're just they're just not good tastes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I don't know. I, I I've been trying to like how is that? I, I've been trying to do a weekly playlist for like a just, uh, old heart. I just like put yeah, up like yeah, I yeah. just do like a really basic ass like seven seven songs for you know one one per day basically. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's actually something I've been struggling with is that like I've, I've been putting weird collections of like a lot of, um, you know, my like particularly like go to kind of tracks with some of the with, you know, artists and whatnot. But I've been noticing that it's just again, it's all like retrospective. It's not like anything like super current. fresh. I mean, the, like, you know, current to an ex- current to an extent but like I, I want like i don't it's not some stuff that's like fresh you know what i mean and like that's where i've always dropped the ball i feel like i've never kept like i i never i never have kept up in the in like the present with music sure you know i mean sure, and, sure sure and so like when i've been doing these playlists i've been noticing that really hard and that's why when you sent me that <laughs> i started i started banging that and i was like okay like yeah one i added like i need to add a tr- one of these tracks and then i was like okay and this is it like you know i need to start making sure i take the time to plug in new stuff at, like at least into like a like for the purpose of this a couple of uh, you know tracks and then slowly but surely i feel like that'll probably take over the majority of the tracks yeah yeah you know what i mean i mean um, i'm i literally i mean i it's rare that i don't find a, at least one new song in a day like it, I will find usually upwards of five or six. If I don't find one, then it's a dry day. But every I li- we listen to music all day. I control. I don't control. I manage a, r- a room full of people, and so <laughs> I control the music. And so I'm constantly subjecting them to torture and new stuff. And like whether it's heavy metal or whether it's like Latin music or it's some weird brazilian jazz or whether it's straight up death or black metal like we're always listening to something that's new and definitely something that is different genres like i i found a country band i'm in love with like i i I, there's no end to good music you just have to be ever vigilant i like that 
that that should be on a t-shirt somewhere yeah there's no end of good music in the back you have to be ever vigilant <laughs> fucking true man this shit drops every day every day yeah. something's coming out and you just yeah. have to somehow i know i'm missing a bunch of shit and a lot of it's gonna get sent to me or set up in the next few years on youtube or whatever the fuck and i'll be able to find it but i do experience a lot of shit through just trying new bands and new radio stations all the time yeah blood well, cultures was huge that's what uh, they've given me you no know, for sure keep doing it don't stop can't stop won't stop you no know, if you find a new band that you like pick their favorite song on spotify or your favorite song on spotify by them and then just click the play radio button and you'll find a million bands immediately and that's usually how i found my shit or yeah through the lucky algorithm of of youtube which is super fucking rare and dry they just want to yeah. show you memes and stupid tutorial videos yeah youtube's a harder beast to tackle but spotify actually like i feel like whatever their algorithm is it's been getting a little better and i think because it, for a really long time i, I felt like it, it even on the radios that you'd pop up it just pull up same like, songs really familiar shit and so yeah i've noticed lately the that it's like, at least for mine that seems to be like pulling up you know like a wider spread you know no agreed i think uh, as the community of spotify is growing and more bands are getting linked to more people and i believe that the playlists are user updated like um the radio stations and stuff like that so like i'll click on the same radio station twice and the songs will be different i mean they'll be yeah the same song similar songs but in different order yeah, but, yeah sometimes it, it like shifted a bit or whatever and like yeah 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 shit like that like I, i've noticed that i'm getting a lot of new bands that i wasn't before and a lot more current stuff too well and i've also then, found that it's in, it's interesting to uh experience it i mean i guess suppose that's sort of the, the the effect of the radio right where it's like you don't get it necessary if you if you just like click it on and you let it play you don't necessarily get the choice of like what's popping up next you just have nope. to deal with it and you have to assume that the person that's put this together or in this case the algorithm or whatever that's put it together the uh has like you know that similar taste and intention in mind but you know it's, well, also, if, if it's you, also like something you just have to like embrace right you just have to be like yeah. all right well this is the next jam like you know yep. and, you, and you don't hear it in the context of like an album you don't hear it in the context of like what that artist necessarily like presents it at, uh, as it's just like thrown in the mix and i think sometimes it's a really great way of hearing music because it makes you like it's almost like do or die like do i like this like this jam like do i like this track do i want to pursue more like or do i just move on you know it's a lot more than Pandora ever was. I feel like Pandora was a, a trash box, but I mean, Pandora's like, a hunk of shit. It, it, it's it's just, <laughs> it just re, it regurgitates the same fucking like hits, and then it regurgitates the live versions of them, then like the acoustic versions of them, and then the covers. <laughs> like, yep, you know, <laughs> I um, I I was never a fan of Pandora. Spotify has definitely been a mainstay in my house for the last at least five years probably six years I mean, maybe it, even it's it's sort of solidified a, a huge place in terms of like what the music industry is it seems like now yeah and so i think that i mean i think that's why it's a good uh platform to, to have i suppose you know what i mean like it's just it is what it is at this point it's like it, it's like it's like at, like if a YouTube competitor pops up, it, it, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's like, okay, 
That'll be yeah. there until it's not. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's how people felt about Facebook, and then yeah. uh, Facebook and MySpace, and then Bye Bye MySpace. Yeah. Well, I mean, the exception though has kind of been SoundCloud in that way, where I feel like that's gained popularity because of the shit that people pull off of it. I mean, I don't yeah. even have to talk about uh, what's what Post Malone. Yeah. Like that, get, that guy blew up. I mean, I think even Lil Nas X blew off of SoundCloud. I believe so. Uh, but and that's what I mean. It's like you know that that's carved. It's like it's you know sort of chunk out of like yep. what what's happening in current music too, which is yeah. like extreme all over the place, like independent artistry, and it's fucking awesome in a, in a way. You know what I mean? Because it's just like it's a hodgepodge of shit sometimes, and sometimes it's a hodgepodge <laughs> of really good stuff. But like yeah. it's but nonetheless, it's a huge like grouping of just like people like putting their shit out there you know and i think that's really yeah. really cool you know because uh, it I mean, makes an ocean for sure it, it makes an ocean for sure <laughs> <laughs> it does it's easy to get lost in that ocean if you're trying to be i mean this was a problem like oh well, and that's that's the yeah, 10 that's years the, ago everybody's the, unique everybody's different and now everybody's the same but for some reason being unique isn't cool being the same is <laughs> It's, it's, yeah. It, it, it's I feel different like, dynamic. Yeah. Well, and that's why it pays to not give a shit about that, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't know. Like, I, that, that's the thing I, I like. I feel like, I feel like at times I've gotten really hung up in, in those, like, those ways where, you know, you get invested into a project and then I feel like at times I've been like, all right, am I going to, like, be, uber like you know like serious about this or am i gonna like make sure that this is like a good outlet that i like that i enjoy having you know and like and if it goes if it goes somewhere it goes somewhere people like it if people like that's cool but i don't know it's just like it's like really easy to get hung up on the opinions that get formed around the stuff you produce and you make and i think uh what's interesting about the soundcloud ocean is that now it's so vast that you know the negative asp like the, the sort of the negative reactions that people might get i mean they they sort of get drowned out by the overall like pr- production of work that gets kind of put up there so it's like even if it's negative it's kind of par for the course uh, uh, i mean it's like uh any uh, any attention is good attention and so as long as they're getting some comments it doesn't matter like who gives a fuck they took the time out of their day to comment on this shit that they hated it that's oh, yeah. awesome well and i guess like not, that, that's a fucking that's a listen right there Lil nas is again an example of that right he's like yeah the positive he, side of that i mean well he again well, takeshi 69 well he also has like found that like the uh you know i feel like he personally has built a persona that uh so he good. knows he's he knows he's he knows he's uh pushing the the limits for a certain portion of at least americans uh, <laughs> uh, yeah we'll say and i think that's part of the you know that that does help propel you it makes people that that disagree with that view with like you know that viewpoint or like that hatred of you know his image or whatever uh into like okay well now i want to look his name up now i'm gonna you know yep you know and so i'm gonna find his instagram or his fucking twitter i'm gonna at his ass about how upset i am but then but that's fame that's just i mean and that that seems awful to me in a way you know it's like i don't like how do you live 
constantly wanting to play to people's expect fuck expectations in, in that way you know what i mean like it, it 100 it sucks the joy out of fucking like of, of creating something like out of, out of I, in, in putting energy into something and producing something mm-hmm. and making something it, I, I feel like it just doesn't pay off you know bill murray know? said um fucking fame and fortune go hand in hand but try just the fortune first and see if you like it <laughs> fair i mean but <laughs> yeah i feel I, like I that's, feel like a, that's, that's, that's that, that, pretty good because that's fame pretty is much a, the, yeah it doesn't it's a beast like, yeah I don't know. It just seems like it seems like I don't know. That seems like the spotlight is just obnoxious. And 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 like I was trying to say earlier, I guess it's like I I realize like like looking back, like I've definitely like found times where you know I've questioned like I've questioned my like in that way where it's like, do I want to try to play to get like like the game of like getting in the spotlight? You know what I mean? And, oh yeah, a hundred percent. That's my goal. That's what I want to be, and it's terrifying. Well, and I mean, but that I think is like partially driven just by like I don't know, just by like the the I don't know, the, the just the way we like we give attention to these things, and it's like I don't know, it's it's like I don't know, like. I, I'm conflicted about the, the the attention aspect. Like, I'm grateful. Don't get me wrong. Hot dogs. Quick side note. Hot dogs. Hot dogs. I'm not talking hot about dogs. you. It's great that you listen. Continue doing so. All right. Thank you, hot dogs. Back to the conversation. Uh, <laughs> but I, you know, I I don't expect any listeners. That's the that's the difference. Right, like, right, right. I when I log on to check things uh, casually, maybe like once a week. To be frank, like. I don't look at the. I don't look to see if like are the numbers up? Have they gone up sixty nine oh, fucking oh. listens? Have they gone up one hundred seventy five <laughs> listens? Have we cracked a thousand this month? Like I'm not sweating that shit. And it's and what's nice is that like in the meantime things can organically grow if if it's there. And I think what I found particularly with this project is that one is not like sufficient if you're gonna get into these you gotta like build dig into like the persona and like the whole like energy of old heart and like the way it it, it is where it's just rough as fuck and it's just hodgepodge and it's just gonna be what it is and if you're into that and you listen to like three episodes and you're fine with the sound of my voice like and (laughs) i'm talking to then like you keep slipping into that rabbit hole man but like for me i don't know literally this has been like really hard on me lately and i don't know i doubt i mean i'm not saying you don't go through times like these but um i have been reliving the chariot lately yeah um and i haven't done it for a while i've done it for like five or six years probably where i I mean i've i've purposely ever since the last show that you and i went to Mm -hmm. purposely have kind of like stayed away just because of the emotions and shit like that, you know, which is so stupid yeah. to say, because it's just a band, man. Well, no, but I, I've, I've legitimately, I think since that show, probably I've list, I could say like I, you know, I feel like I haven't put them on nearly as much. They haven't been in my rotation. I, re- I remember a couple instances of actually seeking uh, out a particular album or track, but that was kind of like the limiting, like the limitation of it, you know. And that, that's really strange to me. That's beautiful. As a I. But I fuck. It. I certainly have not listened to a full record. Yeah, no, neither have but, I. I really don't think. I really can't say I have. Uh, but 
that's interesting that's a really interesting point but you've been so you've been revisiting them lately yeah kind of hard um so i've been watching music videos and live shows and vlogs and interviews yeah and um i'm very happy that i was in love with such a pure group of people that genuinely genuinely are upholding the values that we were talking about where it's I don't care if anybody's listening. I'm singing a song that might as well be unsung. No one's gonna be. No one's gonna hear this shit. Mm-hmm. But here I am doing it anyway because it's the passion that I have. Yeah. And, and I. That's kind of been a thing that I've tried to hold on to. I guess my entire life, without necessarily having those words, and definitely not my entire life. But that is something that the chariot instilled within me was like a DIY: do it yourself, make it yourself, get it done. No one's going to give a fuck when you're dead. Just do it now. And yeah. that's that's what I really appreciate about them. And just the fact that Josh, their vocalist, has gone on to form a band called uh, 68. And they are actually kind of making waves now in the rock scene, if not one of the world or America's largest rock bands, since there seem to be so few. I would think they would be considered in the top 10. They're like, if Foo Fighters is number one, 68 is like somewhere around eight or nine. But they're there. They are actually. They're they're a really solid group. Like it's it's still just a they're duo. Good. I, I, I imagine yep. it's just uh-huh. so, that's so solid. But uh, yeah, I I agree with you there. Like the, I think after all these years post the chariot, like you know that that mindset has kind of been more ingrained in me now more than ever before. Where uh, you know it's it's something to cling know. on to. It's like a comfort yeah. zone almost. Yeah, where it's like, you know, and, and and they really did, man. They 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 were just like free. They were doing their own thing, you know. They they it was really a spectacle to behold, like to watch them like hit the. They have stunts. They have people that sound like them. They have they have ba- they influence. And I will say this, and people can take it seriously or not. I watched them go on tour with Protest the Hero. And I watched them go on tour with Every Time I Die. And I watched Every Time I Die, and I watched Protest the Hero, after those tours, release the two best records of their entire careers. I'm not saying it's because they went on tour with The Chariot, <laughs> but I will say that Protest the Hero, Blood Meat, and The Chariot, Daggers, have the exact same riff. And they were both released at the exact same time, and Rhodey, the lead singer of Protest the Hero, has a commercial for the album that that riff is on. And so therefore he had to have been okay with it because I guarantee you he had heard it. So I bet they were stoked on it. And every time I die released fucking underwater bimbos from outer space just after that tour, which is their hardest song to date, except for they have one harder song than that. And it's called more M O O R. Okay. I will send it to you. That song is hard as shit. Underwater Bimbos is hard as shit. That song is dirty. Dude, they're talking about being they're talking about being dead to themselves, bro, because that's what the chariot was all about. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, all I'm saying is like they nobody's gonna remember the chariot except for the bands that played with them and their friends and their uh, intermediate fans. But they the 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 perspective that those people have are stronger than a subtle influence on a hundred thousand people 
where they don't really give a shit and don't really do anything about it except stream the song once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. These people, fans and friends of the Chariot, based their lives off of the things that these people did. It was much more impactful than fucking a Sheryl Crow song. I'm not saying Sheryl Crow's not impactful. I'm just no, I'm, I'm with you. Just it was deeper in he, the human DNA. I hope, goddamn yeah. it, than a Sheryl Crow song. Even yeah. though I want to soak up the sun, is definitely fucking in a human. It's that's pina coladas for a new generation. <laughs> I, I I mean I agree with you though. I think I think the message of of what they were you know like their of their mindset and like how you know they were presenting their work uh so earnest really really like it 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 does it kind of set in within their fans it becomes a deeper uh has a deeper resonation you know oh for sure they take it to heart yeah i took that shit to heart i was watching i'm sorry to cut you off go ahead you're good you're good what what were you watching? I was watching. I was watching a Bus Invaders episode. Are you familiar with the YouTube series Bus Invaders? No. What's that? Okay, Bus Invaders was from like 2005 to like 2011, uh, maybe even later. And they would just go to hardcore shows and talk to the bands that were living in vans, and they would have like an MTV Cribs, but with the van. Oh, okay. Okay. Bus Invaders. I'm gonna have to look this. Show. Yeah, Bus Invaders. Okay, I will. Okay, I will send you this. Ep- I mean, I won't. You're, I'm not gonna remember any of this it's shit. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll have to listen to the episode. Yeah, I will have to listen to this episode and then remember all the shit that I told you I was gonna send you. But the Chariot <laughs> has a Bus Invaders episode. We went and saw them in El Corazon with Kalani and Brian Bailey and a few other people. And yeah, I'm Sean, Con- yeah, Sean Sanders. Sean, yeah. Sean Sanders. I had a letter for them that I had written with start do you remember so i handed it to them while we were walking across a crosswalk mm-hmm. i'm watching bus invaders and stevis the you know stevis yeah, yeah. is giving the tour of the van and he go he gets to his bunk my letter is taped to the window of the van and oh, he dude. talks he talks about it he's like this is this is a letter a fan wrote it's really inspiring 